Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we recognize the folks that helped us to excel. I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest is a bourbon collector and loves spicy food. And when I say spicy food, I mean tremendously spicy. He's apparently been training himself on that. So we're going to ask him about that here in a bit. Um, in his downtime, he loves to golf and hang out at campfires and just chill. Um, he is most proud of the gift that he was given um, in the form of his lovely wife. That is awesome. It is my pleasure to welcome Eli to the show today. Hello, Eli. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Well, hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, about your family and, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in uh, Plainfield, West of Indianapolis, uh, on a farm. Uh, it was an apple orchard for a lot of my growing up, and you know, I worked my way up the job, uh, the jobs that you had to do as a as a kid there, and then uh, graduated from Plainfield High School, went on to Bible College at uh, Ozark Christian College in Missouri, came back and worked in uh, churches here in the Greenwood area, south of Indianapolis, for 15, 18 years or so. Uh, I think it's 15, and then. Um, about four years ago, after winning in real estate for myself for maybe uh, 10 years or so, started helping other people win in real estate. And so that's what we do. Started a real estate company that then got, I like to say, um, moved out of the way by a national company. We were taking up a little bit too much market space. And that was great for us. It was good timing. Their values lined up. And then, so now I just run one of the larger uh, Central Indiana real estate teams uh, here. So love it. Fantastic. Tell us about your, uh, your beautiful wife and, and uh, the rest of your extended family. Yeah, absolutely. My, uh, my, my wife of just 20 years coming on here in March. So we got married as kids, in my opinion. We, we grew up together, 20 years old. She was 19, almost 20. I just turned 20. So we just hit turning 40 and uh, 20 years of marriage. And then uh, with that, her name is Beth, by the way, Beth Skinner. She's uh, she's pretty amazing. She keeps me grounded. And then um, <laughs> then my kids, they're they're interesting for sure. Uh, 14, 12 and 10 boy, boy, girl, Hunter, Gage and Lily. They're 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 wonderful. And of course, our our dog, Kai. <laughs> so he's a Doberman pincher. We love Dobermans. I love it. And so tell us about this uh, spicy food um exploration you've been on yeah that's a uh, that's a train wreck waiting to happen it's uh boy a couple of years ago it's, it was a funny story that started it so back my whole life uh, cream of wheat was spicy to me I mean it is everything was hot and <laughs> the reality is my brother and I were sitting down in French Lick after playing golf down there one of our kind of once a year sort of trips and we go to the wing place that's nearby and he eats. They're like, you know, what sauce do you want, Ben? That's my brother's name. And he says, well, I'll take this one. He points at the hottest one on the menu. And the lady looks at him kind of laughingly, but still concerned. And is like, are you, are you kidding right now? And he's like, I don't know. Should I be? You know, he has no idea. We've never been there. <laughs> she brings it out. And he dips his finger in, he says, like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Bring it on out. I'll take six wings, eight wings, whatever it was. Well, I scoop my finger in this wing sauce. 
and put it on my tongue. This is two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago now. And I was, the whole table was rolling because I have, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not known for being chill. I'm very demonstrative, very like loud generally. And so I am <laughs> dying. And it was that moment when I realized, you know, the brotherly sibling rivalry that <laughs> I am not doing this anymore. So I went into training, worked my way into jalapenos and <laughs> habaneros and even eating the hottest rated peppers in the world, the uh, Carolina Reapers and then other, the, it means nothing to most of you, but, <laughs> but some of you will know, I mean, 9 million Scoville sucker, which is about five times hotter than the hottest pepper in the world. So wow. kind of worked my way to craziness. <laughs> Interesting. So we, we, uh, I do have a vegetable garden and couple of years back, we grew ghost peppers and uh, yes. we, nobody, you couldn't, we couldn't find a way to eat them. They were so hot. So I can't even imagine the stuff that you've been, you've been eating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it's interesting. It's still, I mean, it's horrible. If I, you have to be in training though. If, if I had not, like, if I ate a Carolina Reaper right now, I would go to the hospital because I haven't been cranking on it, but yeah, ghost peppers, they're, they're close. Naga vipers, they're close. It's, it's fun though. It's an interesting hobby, more more for show than anything else. But yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anybody tell me that they're in training to eat hot peppers. That's uh, yeah, that's a new one. I love it. That's it. There's no <laughs> other way around it. You got to go into training. <laughs> so Eli, tell us um, how the business come about, and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Gosh, that's a really good question. So the the the. I guess the point where it all started to occur into the business of helping others win in real estate, that's called, you'll see it simple well, on this side, simplify. And now we work under the umbrella of fathom realty, but at that time it was simplify real estate, but it wasn't there yet. It, I had no idea this was coming. Um, and I feel like God had prepared me for 15 years in church world in the area for high connectivity with people, high trust um, and, and some other things that came uh, from that, that then kind of put me in the red zone, if you will, for real estate. So it wasn't like, oh, Eli knows what he's doing. No, Eli, you know, I've been prepared and some really cool people and things that occurred over the course of 15 years. Yeah. But I ended up in my chair in my front room at my house, praying, reading, thinking, talking to people that I knew were smarter than me and saying, gosh, how have I specifically been wired for this next for life, but even specifically for, and how will that then breathe into this next phase of my life? And the, what had come to me was, and I wrote it down and it still memorizes to, to, to walk with a specific person in a specific season for a specific reason. That was literally what showed up in the chair. Oh, wow. And then kind of like, okay, well, what does that then matriculate to? And I don't know. Maybe this is the chance. Uh, maybe this is real estate. Maybe this is where this has all been leading uh, after doing some real estate investing on my own. And then now I'm going, okay. So that was it. I didn't know that I could do it at the time. I didn't know that it would work, right? Say, <laughs> you know, real estate always works. It's a matter of if you work or not, you know, those sorts of things come right? to mind for yeah. sure. But uh, I didn't know if it would work or not. And, and fortunately it has, I feel like we've reaped some significant life blessings, financial blessings, business blessings, people blessings along the way that have, I feel like kind of confirmed that, that suspicion or that concept that this short-term high impact 
relationship building that has been pre-wired into me is is what wins in that that world at least for us that's awesome so tell us a little bit more about the company how do what what are you doing now and how do you help people and how can folks get a hold of you if they want to learn more Sure. Yeah. So I'll start with how you get a hold of us. We're all over the internet. So it's pretty easy to find Eli Skinner, I would say, when you type it anywhere within an Indianapolis area, central Indiana. Um, and it's uh, our, our website would be simplifyre.com. And I know a lot of you business owners will understand this. That is not for looks. That thing looks terrible. <laughs> it is a lead capture website. So don't go there seeing how creative Eli is on his web design. <laughs> I had a really good one, but to turn it, the lead capture was going to be really difficult. So um, the if you want to see more about personality and who we are, it's going to be in social media, you know, at Eli Skinner Realtor on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and these things. But um, the we help. Primarily, we help people uh, buy and sell their primary residence, their homes, single family homes. Every day, everybody, that's what we do, 100 to 125 a year on our team. We've got five other agents, a transaction coordinator that works pretty much full time for us. Um, I say we focus, I focus on people work. She focuses on paperwork. It works beautifully. <laughs> you do not want it the other way around. She's probably great. People. I'm just not going to be good at long-term paperwork. I'm good at the short stuff, the creative contracts things, but not uh, not like scheduling title company. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we work with uh, investors across the country as well. Um, from A lot from the coasts primarily. That's where a ton of the money comes into Indianapolis right now and has for a long time. Uh, our, they make a bunch of money out there and then invest it in the cheap housing here. And so we work with them, built a, built a lot of great relationships, and that's you know big apartment complexes, um, some land, a lot of single family, and then small multifamily as well. Um, that, but that's our real estate brokerage. And then fortunately, that uh, that world of uh, my own real estate investing has expanded too. And we've got a company called you know we've got Simplify at Fathom Realty, which is the brokerage, and we got Simplify Property Group, which is my kind of hold my 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 rental and flipping company that you might see around occasionally if you're looking at houses you may see that pop up in the tax records and that's um that's grown a lot we spend a lot of time working on short term so airbnb vrbo homes these are not vacation rentals they're they're very much you're visiting family in town you're on a business trip to indy they're all over the indianapolis area and then some long-term rentals some flipping some hard money lending we're kind of dabbling about everything (laughs) part of my problem actually <laughs> <laughs> awesome well hey tell us a story or share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it even though maybe you thought that you couldn't and the impact that that person had on you gosh um you know i i if, if it's okay i'll get a little bit heavy i'll tell you a little bit real life stuff i know i know business owners and people watching this or many of them are going to understand at least they've seen somebody else go through this i hit a really really dark mental illness time about three years ago not long after getting into the business and um it, it, there's a lot of new pressure points you know working at church nine to five you know a day off during the weeks so we work sundays and and you know guaranteed income and all this and then i moved into this and it was just it was just totally different building a brand building a business building all the systems trying to network with people trying to leverage the contacts you have without making it feel like you're leveraging them for you know your income like all of those things were brand new to me 
Yeah. And, and then you got all this, then it, it blew up, which is like good and bad. Right. And so yeah. man, all these new pressure points, you got really busy, but then half of those are getting hairy on you. Anyway, the deals are and just brand new information from my brain. And I realized for a second, which is, was really good for me that I'm not invincible. That was a really good and humbling <laughs> moment. Right. Like it, it's just like high capacity people like yourself and like a lot of other business owners, you, you can almost hit these spots in life where you feel like you can just go, 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 go forever. Right. And until you hit that breaking point, you don't know it's there. And I hit that anyway. So I had people rally. My best friend, Eric was a really good one. My wife was a really good one. And in those, and there was a couple other ones. I know a friend named Gary asked me some really tough questions, my other family, but in that moment, it was they were dispelling a lot of the lies that my, my mentally ill at the time brain was telling me. Right. And gosh, it was, it was, it was the thing that kept me a alive, literally alive. And B, it was the thing that, that, uh, outside of some medication and some really cool things that our, our world can offer in that sense with our doctors. But along with that was, man, these people really stepped in at a time when they were looking at me going, what Eli Skinner, depressed anxiety what is going on like this is so outside of what they would have ever expected of me too right man they were able to really come along and go hey what are you scared of and i would tell them i mean through tears sometimes and they would dispel those lies and eventually over the course of a year or so it took to kind of come out of it and gosh i am i, I came out of it i think better stronger able to help other people and able to continue in the business when i didn't think i thought it was over i was making plans to go work at a fast food restaurant. I had no idea that this was going to be able to continue. So interesting. Praise God for that. It, isn't it a, amazing that, uh, so one of the reasons that I do this podcast is there's a lot of comments on social media and people that make it sound like, you know, it's easy, make it sound like it's an overnight success, make it sound like that, you know, that, that they did it all on their own. And, and nobody takes the time to explain the, the first two or three years of starting a new business and right, all of the things you just talked about of, yeah. right, the, and the, the, the weight that that puts on business owner's shoulders. And so I'm just so happy to hear that you had that network to be able to come around you and, and help you through that. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was huge. Didn't know, I didn't know it was there. I didn't know what it was like to feel that type of love and that type of impact that way, just because I maybe hadn't experienced it, didn't make time to experience it. Maybe I'm not even, maybe I found out a little bit, I'm not good at giving that. And so I've learned a lot through that for sure. And those people, I mean, I was, yeah, I, that story could be told for hours because it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty uncanny what I experienced and what I received and then all how that all worked out. Yeah, that's awesome. So Eli, what's your biggest learning as a business owner? Oh man, I, one of the things I talk about to people a lot um, was we all want to, you know, control our time, be our own boss. And then you wake up and you realize I'm a terrible boss and my clients control my time. <laughs> and so, you know, every, all the dream is that, you know, again, be your own boss, control your time. And then you wake up after you've made this huge life change to start a business, run a business, whatever, and realize you're a terrible boss. Like you don't want to be your own boss anymore. Like you're horrible at this and your clients control your time. Somebody's always vying for it. Um, so at least in a small business world, which is all I know, um, 
maybe there's a day where that, that shifts a little bit, but, um, so, so I don't have a whole bunch of practical steps on how I've helped with that because I still struggle with that. I mean, we're four years into a pretty big real estate thing of respectively, at least. And I'm still trying to figure that out, but I, but at least I know the problem. <laughs> I'm a yes. terrible boss yes. yeah. <laughs> and I let other people still it. control my time. I love you know. it. Yeah. I, I've, I've spoken to, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of business owners. And, and that is a very common story. So the way I play it back to folks is we all went into business for ourselves, for, for our own definition of freedom, flexibility, and wealth. Mm. And then we, we, you know, we jump in and then quickly realize, wait a minute, I'm working longer than I did when I worked for someone else. I'm making less per hour than I did for when I worked okay. for someone else. And right. And, and that's just part of the journey because, you know, we, we first just become self-employed, right? We've just okay. simply bought ourselves a job. And then if the, if the business becomes successful, right, we end up having to work harder and longer to, to figure that out. But the good news, I mean, the good thing is that there is another side of that, right? And so right. you're, you're in that journey, which is, which is awesome. There, there is, you know, processes and, and procedures and, and other folks who have gone through that journey that can provide guidance and direction to, um, you know, the, the, what, what we help business owners with is, is to navigate through that and create a business yeah. that can run without them. So, so it's awesome. That, you know, the, the awareness is the first step. That is fantastic. And for everyone listening, right, you're not alone. Look at it. Right. All, all, all small business owners go through that journey, right? For the first two or three years, you know, it's, it's easier to put in the long, hard hours because we're still excited about the thing, but eventually, right, we all will hit our own capacity and hit that, that burnout phase if we, if we don't, you know, shift from working harder and longer to, you know, to, to learning how to work smarter. So again, just appreciate you sharing that because I'm, I'm sure many people listening are having that same experience and, and it's nice to know that we're not alone, right? hundreds of business owners tell me that they assume that it's just them and that just really yeah. is not the case. Right. That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, there's a lot to learn um, and then a lot of people to learn from. And, you know, I, I consistently, it's these small steps, these huge chunks. I can't always handle. I'm not, cause I'm already busy. I yeah. can't do a huge thing today. I can't do another huge thing tomorrow, yeah. but taking a little bit here, a little bit there, adding a little bit more to an assistance plate that because she's really killing it. She's really good. And I'm almost holding her back by not adding that to her plate yes. is and, and I can bless her and her family with more money or more time. Like it's a it's a big win, which kind of leads me to one of the other things is is just I don't, I don't know who said it first. I feel like a nationally known radio head said but you take care of enough people the money takes care of itself yes and i i can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that goes back to the chair at yeah. the very beginning of my journey is i can walk with specific people in a specific season for a specific reason and if i just stay there yeah and keep that the focus i've never had to worry about like the money side of it you have to be wise and not be a complete imbecile but <laughs> sure generally speaking it's going okay when I've got people in the, in the, in the front. Yeah, that is awesome. So we know that um, business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your, your biggest challenges and a fellow business owner who came alongside you, help you get through that. So 
the the best example that I've got of that in general is a very, very long relationship of mine. Um, and that would be my dad. Um, there very well could be people watching this um, that know Jay Skinner. Um, he's been in the Indy area for his whole life, except for a small stint we spent in Kansas. For whatever reason, I have no idea why we were there for like three months, but we were. So... <laughs> But he's he's been a part of some pretty good sized businesses as a like international sales and things like that. So he's just got a wealth of knowledge and some stuff that you can't come up with on your own unless you've been in something for a long time. And so I would say the short answer is my dad. I find myself quoting him constantly. There's things I would say in this interview probably that it came from him. And these, these are things I tell my team. These are things I tell my kids. These are things just like he did, right? These are things that I tell myself that I tell clients, you know, things like not everything makes, uh, you know, I don't know if he got this or he made this up, but he's, he always said, sometimes things don't make dollars and cents sense, but they make peace of mind sense. Mm. And I mean, the application to that is so vast. And those are the things that, that, you know, little things, just a little saying here and there that then applies and then just some strategic stuff or some pressure, you know, he's texting me today. Hey, Eli, cause I bought a couple of websites that I think could do something. And he's like, Hey, let, let's do this. Let's run with it. How can I help? You know, he's just pushing and going and let me take that and I'll call this guy. And we'll, you know, just, it's been, it's been him and business for sure has been a, a, a big help. Fantastic. Oh, I love it. Um, so in, in that same vein, if I asked you to pick three people, in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for being there for your business's success. Who are those three people and how'd they help you? Okay, boy. Um, so I would say um, a, a guy named Raymond Modulin um, is a, I'm going to try and keep it real estate oriented uh, just because that's where I'm at right now. Um, but Raymond Modulin, he's a, he owns a real estate school here in town. He's kind of an icon, if you will. Like, I can't believe there's not a cartoon character yet. <laughs> like, he's he's something else he's half grizzly bear half teddy bear the guy's awesome if he ends up watching this i'd be thrilled like he's a good friend now he helped me start my business under his umbrella at the modulin group um and just was a friend and a and a comrade and and taught and trained and opened himself up and so that was really big and then he allowed us to branch into some really creative business structure you know, that, that I won't talk about necessarily because I don't want to give anything away that he didn't want me to give away, but just his trust and all that, it was just really good. So he's one, uh, as I was getting started in real estate, uh, completely fresh. And he actually gave me the first guy that I, my first goal, he didn't know, but there was a guy that was on his, in his team that was their top producer. And I walked in, I mean, I'm so competitive. Like I walk in that room, the first company meeting that I'm able to go to and they're doing some awards thing. And they're like, that guy sold, you know, 40 units last year or something like that, which is incredible. I'm like, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to number one. I got to go get this guy. <laughs> so he gave me my first kind of goal, if you will. And yeah. so that was fun. And, and Matt would know who he is. And he's, he's the guy I was chasing at the time. It was pretty neat. Um, so he, that's one, um, I would say currently one of my, um, it, this isn't, this is a help start person. This wasn't a business leader per se, 
but her name's April Gra April Grabby. Uh, she was my first transaction coordinator, and she was incredible. She still is incredible. She doesn't work for us anymore, but it was not negative at all. It was all positive. And I'm telling you what, when I needed I needed her personality at that time when I was trying to hire that first transaction coordinator, and she she stepped in, grabbed the bull by the horns. I mean, our first meeting, okay, great. Second meeting, okay, you're hired. Here's the logins. Here's some things you're going to be looking at. Just kind of start dabbling, right? See what you got. That you make sure you can get in. I turn around and she's got like 40 questions. Hey, I did this and did this. What do you think about this? Can I, you know, just, it's exactly what I needed. I needed somebody <laughs> to just go. Don't, you know, just go. You're not going to tear anything up. Just go. She did amazing. So that's a pretty, pretty easy one. Boy, the third one. Um, I'm going to say a really good relationship that's come along in the last year and a half with our short, short term, um, short term rental business that's bled over and affected very strongly our, our brokerage business has been a, a gentleman named Dan Lewis, his wife, Grace, they run, if not the largest, which I would bet dollars to donuts that they run the largest uh airbnb co-hosting service in maybe the state i mean it's it's huge um and we kind of helped them get started by handing them some of these to begin with mm -hmm. and the way that that team has grown and gone fast and uh, like kind of helped me to uh, think differently to supplement my income differently to not rely solely on commission-based sales and some more passive income and then being so good at their job that it is truly passive like it's been humongous and they're they're really really good they've been a huge impact and they're you know at this point they're friends and which is always good when you can like the people you work with <laughs> indeed <laughs> <laughs> so eli as you think about the next three to five years um what are some of the challenges that you see that you're going to face to get to your goals? And who are the types of people that you're going to need um, in your business to, to overcome those challenges? Yeah, I, uh, I think continuing to grow uh, on, the, on the real estate retail brokerage side, we've got to um, continue to add really, really qualified, smart um, servant oriented real estate agents that don't think, you know, uh, the three, three values that ran our company before we traded over to some new values, but they lined up, uh, were that, that, you know, clients are not a means to an end. We see people not paychecks, mm -hmm. uh, you know, agents, cause I ran the company. So I had to have this one, but agents are not pawns to be used. Uh, you're not my retirement plan. And third was <laughs> real estate's not a get rich quick scheme. You might get rich quick, but it's because you've been blessed and you've worked your butt off, not because you scratched the ticket. Mm. And so the, that perspective of real estate broker, you know, is, is exactly what we need because there's a lot of them, especially that fall into that third category and they don't want to, they don't want to work and they're, they just can't get past the, the whole time and bad boss stuff that you initially think of. So we need some really good servant-minded real estate brokers who know their craft mm. or at least even make it a craft. Like it's got to become right. a craft, you know? So that's going to be big. 
obviously we've got um, all the standard um, other building blocks for any real estate transaction. Um, but I'm going to continue to need hopefully more, more, uh, you know, transaction coordination, all the things that I've got, it just becomes more, right. um, it's very, very interesting. I feel like I've got components in place, but you just, I just need to continue to release things, uh, you know, website design and, and who makes this and who develops that. It's just hard for me to let go. So I, yes. to make the next three to five years, I'm going to have to continue to piecemeal, let things go into other capable, capable hands. Yes. Yes. As I was talking about earlier, right, the goal for all of us should be to climb up the entrepreneurial ladder. And right, we were, we started as self-employed. We moved to become a manager of other people. Then well, in our definition of a true business owner is where you have a business that can run without you. Mm -hmm. Then you become an investor and then ultimately an entrepreneur. And so um, I like what you're talking about in terms of, hey, yeah, I need to get more off my plate. Right? I, need to, I need to move truly into that business owner role so that the business can run without me. And then that gives us a lot more freedom of uh, growing up. My, my dad was a mechanic and he got hurt mm -hmm. at work and wasn't able to work. Right? And so you know, th there's a huge risk with a lot of small business owners that if, if something like that happened to us, right, and we couldn't work, then our livelihood is, is significantly at risk. So I love what you're talking about in terms of continuing to, to offload that stuff and, and have great people to, to take over for you. So. Yeah, we one of the one of the, you know, even finding some of the small things that have been really like uh, this website we talked about, it's, it's related to my real estate stuff because it's about getting reviews in a simpler, more economic way from a time perspective for, you know, we've all been on the internet. You got to log into Facebook and put a review and then you got to log into here and put a review and log into here and put a review and then start an account here and put a review. If you're trying to really yeah. be a part of the global conversation regarding what companies to use. And so Anyway, just going like on Fiverr.com, it's the simple thing sometimes for me that I just, you know, I just do like Fiverr.com. I think I hear people talk about an Upwork thing, like just let the guy for 50 bucks build the little baby web website, right? Like bless him, bless his family, yes. harness his skill that God's given him. Yes. Go sell another house. Like, why are you building a website? Yes, yes. We talk a lot about that with, um, so I have people do a time study and then, you know, they group their, their activities in different buckets. And I'm like, okay, so how much would it cost to pay someone to do that? And just making it up, let's say the $50, right? It's $50 an hour. Great. If you are doing what you do best, how much is that worth? Oh, it's worth, you know, 250 an hour. Like, great. Yeah. Why are you doing those $50 an yep. hour jobs? Right. <laughs> yep. That's right. I, I get caught up in it. Sometimes the thoughts of, well, you know, by the time I explain it to them, yeah. by the, yeah. then I'm going to be, <laughs> but you know, guess what the guy is now, I did take a little bit of time to set up, but now if I need to do it again, I don't have to worry about it. Now it's, it's a 10 minute, Hey, will you do this? Here's the words I want you to use and go. And he's done Yes, because I took a few minutes up front and anyway, I'm not great at it, but I'm trying to continue to release those things. And that's just a, an example that I would encourage all of you. Y'all need a new logo for a new endeavor in your business. Why are you sitting around with a designer that's $500 an hour? Like get on Fiverr, you know, whatever, maybe you need to, maybe you designers that are $500 an hour are watching and like, this is great, but how do you apply that? I don't know. But my point is, man, such good tools out there that I just got to, you know, put to work. 
Um, Jim Rohn, one of my favorite authors, says we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So as you think about this from a business standpoint, what are your thoughts? Um, I am pretty happy with, um, I don't hang out with a lot of business owners. I, I think most of the business owners that I interact with are going to be, they're business owners, but they're competitive ones. And we definitely operate a little differently. Um, so I, I would say one, I need to probably focus on, and this is just a really good question that you had brought up to me previous. And I was like, man, I probably should hang out with more of the high producing top level real estate brokers in the area that are doing what I'm doing, you know, and are work going, living life the way I'm living life, or maybe they had, and now they fixed it a little bit or, um, <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of an encouragement there that I need to probably step my game up in hanging out with some competitors, other business owners that do the same thing I do. So that's, that's something I definitely need to step up because I don't spend a lot of time with, with that group. Mm-hmm. Outside of real estate, I've got some really high caliber people that I do spend a lot of time with. Um, and I'm so I'm really happy with that. They, they also push me outside of real estate, you know, but they push me in, in people management. They push me in life management. They push me in um, just creative thinking. They push me in a lot of other ways. So I'm, I'm happy with half of it. Yeah. I could definitely improve in, in, in this other side that I've talked about previously. <laughs> awesome. I, I sometimes hear from folks, but Tim, I, I, you know, time is a challenge. I, I can't necessarily invest the time. I, well, there's other ways to, to find those five people. It could be books we read or videos oh, yeah. we watch or podcasts that we listen to. Right? And so um, just helping everybody who's listening to, to, eliminate that excuse is it doesn't Good. always have to be physical time that we're spending with people right yeah I, I've got a group of guys that I meet with on Tuesday mornings and I try to keep it to an hour just because I don't want to regret it yeah um, maybe even 45 minutes because I don't want to regret it and we're not really even talking business at all occasionally something comes up we got you know a guy that runs a lawn care business got a guy that runs a large department in another company you know we got a few different things going on there but more than anything i think we're all realizing we just need just some i don't know I, we use the word in my introduction chill like we just need some chill time with other high caliber humans yeah and if not talking business so i've made that a priority that for months now that 45 minutes to an hour with those people talking about whatever happens to be talked about yeah but man, it's just, uh, it's, um, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's, it's physical, it's mental, kind of just a moment when I'm not going to answer my phone yeah. and I'm not really going to really work hard on the business, but I'm going to just let people pour in and let kind of that, I don't know, what do you call that? But it just kind of diffuses into me a little bit. Yeah. That, that, that community aspect, I think is, it's important and yeah. um, it, it's even biblical, right? So yeah. we, we do need to surround ourselves with other people to, to go through this journey because, you know, let's face it, sometimes being a business owner is really hard and, uh, and, and can be stressful and, and it can be very lonely at the top. So having folks in our life that we can reach out to and say, Hey, I just, I just need to talk this out loud can be hugely beneficial. Yep. So last question here, if there was something catastrophic that happened in the business, who's the first person you'd call and what would that, what would you want from them? Um, I called my dad, you know, catastrophic might be a little overkill, but I'm good with overkill. I tend to overstate everything. Um, 
I'm pretty excitable in that way, but I called my dad. I had a pretty, pretty big one coming and it, it was time crunch and it was financial. And there was a, there was a lot of those things hit, which is when it, that's why it felt catastrophic. At least there was a lot of life areas that whacking and it was straight up down the middle business CRM. I mean, it was a big deal. And so this is not a hypothetical question. This is a real question. <laughs> so I, and it wasn't long ago and I called my dad. I said, what do I do? Like, I, not what do I do? Like I have no ideas, yeah. but like I needed to just, I felt like I was going to explode. I was, I mean, everything. And I don't get mad often. I get, I kind of get a little, like I'm a little turkey. You know, I'm like mean sometimes. <laughs> Get mad. Yeah, I like, don't mad. I'm just going to argue with you and try to outsmart you, and you're going to feel like I'm a jerk. But I'm so, <laughs> so I I called my dad though, and I'm like, man, like just going through the whole thing, and he was able to kind of chill me out a little bit, not tell me it wasn't a big deal because it really was a big deal. Um, but first things first, like preserve. You know, don't lose more ground. Mm. Don't let this go cut deeper. So here, you know here's what I would do. You know, he gave me a go do this and it was kind of cost me money. It was definitely a thought I had had. I just wasn't willing to pull that trigger without myself sure. with, with just myself. Yeah. So it was really, really helpful to have him because I knew he wasn't going to freak out, but he was going to empathize. And then that's, that's literally what happened though. Big ca catastrophe called my dad. Um, I've got an, my best friend, Eric, I would potentially call him depending on the situation. He'd be the right guy to call in almost every situation as well. And then, um, but one of those two is going to get the first call and the other one's really close behind most likely. Awesome. So Eli, it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people in your, um, in your life who have helped you on your journey. So if they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Oh man, I'd tell them, thank you. Um, I didn't know I needed you until I did. And that was a major life lesson for me. So I'd tell him, thank you. Um, and I may be hardheaded and not highly connected. My, my heart and my head, sometimes emotions and my brain, I'm all head. No, not much heart. So I need help sometimes helping you too. So um, please make sure you're helping me grow in that area. So I can be a long-term blessing to you as much as I've been to as much as you've been to me. Love that. Uh, thank you so much, Eli. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today and uh, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. This has been a great time. Awesome. For folks who have tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking the show and posting about it on social media. And to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care. See ya.